Hey there, diet writers, and welcome to the podcast. We love bringing you new content and episodes every week, but we realize that we are diving deep each week into different topics of intuitive eating, and we wanted to give you a place to go to learn about it as a whole. So we have a free intuitive eating mini course designed to help you. Yes, you right now. It's a quick overview of why diets don't work and how intuitive eating can fit into your life. We walk you through the 10 principles of intuitive eating and it's perfect for beginners or those who are struggling to tie it all together. Click the link in our show notes below to get this killer mini course delivered right to your inbox. Okay, now back to the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Diet Ride Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. And I'm Brooke Miller and we're both dietitians. Both moms. Both from the Midwest. Both live in Denver. And we're, yeah, we're still quarantined. That's not and new information at this point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's even less new information than the fact that we're both Millers and both moms and both yes. the things. They're just, it's part of it now. It's static. Um, mm-hmm. But I am looking at a beautiful coat of snow outside, which I think you're also doing because we're yes. in Denver. Yes. However, our guest is not in Denver, and we're so excited to introduce you to you guys. Uh, Danielle is here with us. She specializes in binge eating. So Danielle, can you introduce, you know, introduce yourself to everybody? Let us know who you are, what you do, and how you got here. Yeah, so I'm happy to be here, guys. So my name is Danielle Kaufman, and I currently go to college at SUNY Oneonta, and I'm actually graduating Whoa, this Whoa, what's December. that? SUNY what? Oneonta. Oneonta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds so fancy. Upstate okay, New sorry. York. And right. um, I'm graduating this December with my bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics. And I'm starting mm-hmm. my master's program. I know, right? I'm starting my mm-hmm. master's program next year. And I'm on the path of becoming an RD. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And in the near future, I'm going to um, have my own online consultation business helping women who struggle with binge eating disorder. Oh my yes. gosh, I love that. And it's like bringing me back to being on the path to becoming an RD. My <laughs> prayers are with you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's worth God it. God bless it's you. It, but <laughs> oof, it just feels so good. Like, can I just tell you the first time I went to work as an RD and came home and that was it, like work's over and now mm-hmm. it's just my life. I could not believe it. I was like, what is this world? Like, cause usually like in school is like, I should always be reading or learning or doing homework or catching up on something or studying for something. Or literally I had clinical work, like case studies and things to do. And then when you just have a job, I mean, now granted you're going to work for yourself. So I don't know if you're going to have that same. <laughs> you're you're same always going to have, you're always going to yes. be working. <laughs> Once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. But um, that's amazing. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. And for those of you who don't know, Danielle actually works along Brooke and I inside our membership. She helps us out with our members. And it's just such an awesome experience to work alongside Danielle and learn so much from her too for binge eating. As you guys know, we talk about all the time, RDs have different specialties. We can't do it all. Okay. There's like Mm -hmm. a lot in nutrition. So yeah, right. It's so cool to have someone who specializes in binge eating. So can you tell us a little bit about why you selected binge eating as kind of your expertise? Yeah, definitely. So during high school, I was on two sports teams. I was doing travel softball, super active kid. Um, And um, when I left high school and started college, I started gaining a lot of weight because I just wasn't as active, but also it's just normal to gain weight after high school. Everyone thinks Mm -hmm. it's like the end of the world, but it's not. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Our bodies change. Um, Big yeah, news right. alert. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it would be a good idea. 
um, in an effort to lose weight to restrict my calories, skip meals, um, stop eating my favorite foods because I deem them to be unhealthy. And it was just a pattern of disordered eating and it obviously isn't the correct thing to do, <laughs> spoiler alert, but, <laughs> but yeah, that led me to binge eat at night, especially because during the whole day I would restrict calories. So obviously my body was like, what the heck, like you need to feed me. So I would make up for that um, calories by binging at night and um, also binging on the foods that I wouldn't let myself have because I deem them to be unhealthy, you know? So yeah. Mm -hmm. That's basically my story with binge eating. I love right. that. I think it's so powerful when we can come from personal experiences, when we go into mm -hmm. the world to help people overcome what we have overcome and using the methods we've used. Um, and we know that more than anyone, right, Brooke? I mean, that's why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, I think you can also teach and help if you haven't gone through it, but I do think that yeah. there's a sense of empathy that you have when you've gone through similar struggles as your clients and you're just, you're just ahead of them in, in ways like you've had more time to work through this. And so now your goal and journey is going to be helping women who are still, you know, struggling and binge eating currently. And you're just going to help them get to that place where it's no longer taking over their life. So can you tell us a little bit more about what is binge eating? Because I know a lot of women, I hear them throw that phrase around a lot. So I've had clients and members and just discussions with other women who say, oh, I binge eat. And then we dig deeper and ask what questions like, what are you eating? How much? What, is the, what does it feel like? And a lot of times I'm finding that uh, women are calling it a binging episode because they had, um, they went to dinner and had they ate all of their pasta at dinner and they're considering that a binging episode. So I'd love to hear just kind of your take on just the different differentiating between binge eating and binge eating disorder and just kind of what you really focus on. Yeah. So there's a huge, huge difference between binge eating and overeating. And mm -hmm. a lot of times people get those two very mixed up, but they're two different things. So binge eating disorder is a disorder um, it's when you eat a large amount of food in a short period of time and feel that you can't control what or how much you're eating. So you would know if you binge eat versus overeat. Binge eating is just like a tunnel vision and you can't, you just can't control the amount of food that you're eating, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, food is consumed much more rapidly when we binge eat than someone who's overeating and just um, getting up and grabbing a second plate of dinner, you know? Um, and just like, your control over the amount of the food you eat is just completely lost when you when you binge well when you binge eat so yeah and and overeating you still have that control over like how much you're eating and um you could see your comfort level and you'll stop when you feel like just disgusting and full and versus a binge eater you just won't stop even though um you feel really full from the food that you ate and also a huge um difference would be that people who struggle with binge eating often um, eat alone due to embarrassment um, over the amount of the food they're eating. But when you overeat, you're not, like not really alone most of the time. Um, you're just in like a public setting, like with your family. But usually when you binge eat, like I know from personal experience, like you just do it alone because the amount of food you're eating, like you just feel embarrassed about it. So that's why. And those are like yeah. the main differences between the two. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah. And there's also, so we talk about binge eating. So there's binges and then there's like an actual disorder, right? That like is diagnosable. Um, so there's kind of a spectrum here, if I'm understanding this right, right? Where we, people can be diagnosed with it and it has intruded in their life in such a way that it's causing everyday life to be um, in discomfort and, and not really being able to be productive and more of like a mental health situation that we kind of need to step in on. And then there's binging, which you just kind of described. And then there's just eating a lot because our body needs way more than my fitness pal tells us, right? <laughs> so yeah, exactly. um, I think this is really interesting. Can you break down maybe if someone's experiencing this and they're like ticking these boxes in their head, like, oh yeah, this might be me. Um, first of all, can we talk about how normal it is? Like people binge, like there's there's a large group of people who do bi- actually have true binges um, and it is a very normal response from our body, right? Like yeah. what does that kind of look like? And maybe even dive into why this happens to some people. So binging disorder is actually the most common eating disorder in the United States. So it's just more common than you think, honestly. You're not alone <laughs> if this is you. <laughs> so I think the number one reason what causes this binge is restricting your calories. I think dieting is huge, especially in today's society. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are dieting. A lot of people are restricting their calories. That's how. That's what made me develop binging disorder, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's huge, huge. Um, there actually is no... Um, cause of binging disorder right now that's like not um a thing right now but there is some like health risks that are associated with binging disorder um and that includes like genetics a person's biology um like their body image and self-esteem issues um like social experiences dieting like i said um your family health history and just some other mental health um, illnesses can increase your risk as well I know too, like for myself personally, I've had episodes for sure of like binge eating and they're often like, um, and I, I kind of have a hard time untangling this within myself of like emotional eating versus binge eating or having emotional eating kind of Mm -hmm. tumble its way in to a binge. Um, maybe can you talk a little bit about that? Does emotional eating ever play a role in binge eating? Are they one in the same? Are they different? Can you let us know kind of about that? Yeah. So emotional eating is definitely different from binge eating. Um, like all the things that I said before on the difference between um, overeating and binge eating. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of the same thing, but your emotions play into it. But emotions can um, trigger trigger some people to binge though. So um, it's just basically coming down to the root cause of what's actually causing you to binge, like journaling it, um, like journaling after and before you binge and just, um, just seeing those patterns. So maybe it could be emotions that are triggering your binge. But um, yeah, that's how it's two different things though between emotional eating. That's basically like the overeating due to like emotions. Um, But yeah, there's a huge difference between binge eating and um, emotional eating. I love that kind of like teasing out the why, right? Like we continue to deep dive into, okay, what just happened and why did it happen? And what, how can I remedy the root cause, right? And dieting, you know, as we know, fixes the, um, maybe the control over the food or attempts to. And so we say, oh, I ate too much. Now I need to go on a diet. So we're fixing kind of the action of binge eating by saying, I need to go on a diet and restrict my intake. When we're completely ignoring 
finding the root cause. So I love that idea of teasing it out, journaling through it, um, really digging a little bit deeper and continuing to like sit with your thoughts in a non-judgmental way, right? Like that's what we talk about all the time on the podcast. It, within our membership, we actually have an entire course dedicated to letting go of that guilt and that shame that we feel around food so that we can listen to our body, right? Um, so I love kind of that teasing away the why and get deeper and deeper because if we don't fix that root problem, it's going to kick mm-hmm. us into that diet restrict binge cycle mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over and over uh-huh. again until we dig <laughs> deeper, right? Yeah, um, definitely. So the binge restrict cycle is huge too. Um, that's what I've got stuck in for a long time. And it's just so hard to finally get out of it because for example, if you binge at night, then you're going to want to restrict your calories in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you'll skip breakfast, but then you'll restrict also lunch calories. And so you're restricting all day, which is causing you to binge mm-hmm. at night again, which is yep. like a whole process, a whole circle. So that's Absolutely. definitely what the binge restrict cycle is. And it's super hard to get out of. So I would definitely um, work with a registered dietitian to help you um, get out of that cycle in a healthy way. Yeah. yeah. One of the biggest tips I think Brooke and I have talked about is eating enough in the morning. Like literally, mm-hmm. even if you don't necessarily even feel that pain of hunger, mm-hmm. sometimes we have ignored that hunger cue so long and suppressed it for so long that we just need to remember that it's there. So even just telling ourselves like, how can I add a little bit more fat, a little bit more protein, a little bit more fiber to this breakfast mm-hmm. to feel full and, and get back in tune with my body to hopefully break that cycle? Because you're right. It is detrimentally hard to (laughs) break yourself out of it. And for some people it's daily. Like you said, breakfast is restricted. Lunch is, you know, I'm going to keep a light lunch, right? Light lunch. And then you go into dinner and you're like, okay, this is my one meal. I'm going to eat dinner. And then dinner passes and you're not in bed yet. And you're like, I think I'm just going to snag a little bit of this, grab a little bit of that. And then it ends up overeating or feeling uncomfortable. And it just, it kicks in every day. For some people, your cycle might be a week or a month or a year of I'm restricting for as long as I possibly can. And then I'm off the diet. We just talked about this a little bit last night Mm -hmm. in our strategy call, but you're either on a diet or you're off a diet. And that's the problem with dieting. And it's Mm -hmm. of itself is you're either on it where you're restricting or you're off of it. And that's where you're binging, quote unquote, right? Like you're eating more than you typically would than your body even necessarily needs. And that's kind of a longer drawn out version of this diet restrict binge cycle. So I think so many people think that, oh, well, it's been two years or whatever. It doesn't mean you're not, it doesn't mean you're not in the cycle. It just might be more drawn out for you. So I love that. Um, Yes. Um, Oh, I was going to ask Danielle, um, what are are one or two things that really helped you get through your binging? Um, What are one or two tips that you could leave that were super, super important and helpful for you on your journey? Yeah. So one of the huge things was that I just um, figured out that this wasn't working for me, clearly. (laughs) So I decided to eat regularly and have three meals a day and two snacks and um, like not eat, um, like eat three hours apart. So just not going um, a long time without having food. It was huge. It was huge. So that's definitely one of the main tips that I would um, suggest doing. Totally. But also like journaling is huge too. And just really seeing like the pattern that I discussed before um, as to like what is triggering you, you know, and just like journaling, Mm -hmm. like the time and date, what you ate, what you drank, um, how long was it? And you could like measure each week, you know, 
and see if you're making like progress. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Journaling is so good because um, it doesn't feel like a, a lot is changing in that moment. But when you start doing it every day and you're kind of learning how to cope with your emotions without food all of the time, um, you get to that point where you look back after like a month of journaling and you say, wow, I really... I'm binging less than I normally would have. And I'm really pausing and asking myself, like, do I, do I need food in this moment? If I do, that's okay. I'll be mindful and I'm going to enjoy what I'm eating and I'm going to really be paying attention. But um, I think journaling is something that's so underrated and it's something I'm starting to work on more in my life too. And definitely another huge thing, like we talked about before, don't compensate for binges. So if you binge yes. at night, yes. still eat breakfast, still eat lunch. Mm-hmm. And that you're going to see huge pro- progress when it comes to that. Yeah, really throwing yes. a wrench in that cycle by doing that. Um, yeah, Brooke, what a great point about journaling. In the moment, it doesn't feel big, right? You're like, oh, I spent four minutes mm-hmm. journaling. But sometimes yeah. it does. I mean, sometimes I've had real realizations. But oftentimes it's the buildup of you doing it daily practice, weekly practice, whatever that looks like for you, of you yeah. looking back and going, wow, I've made so much progress and I had no idea. And it's such a powerful tool too, if you ever do decide to work with a registered dietitian or you are, to be able to bring that journal and share with them what's going on in a very safe place. And sometimes dietitians or even just someone else can see something going on that you necessarily can't, right? We're too close in our life. We're like literally standing right next to a mirror and our eyes are pushed up against it and we can't see our whole body. It's because we're too close to it. We need to take a few steps back and see the big picture. And Danielle, I love that that kind of tip of what you said you did was, hey, this isn't working for me. You took a 10,000 foot view and you said, over time, I'm seeing a pattern emerge. I'm seeing this continue to lay claim over my life and it's not working and I feel miserable. And how can I stop? And sometimes that's really hard for people to get out of their own way to see that pattern that's emerging. And journaling can be really effective of that because you have like a record of what's been going on. So of course, this is not like tracking your food in the way of like, how many calories did I eat? What did this look like? But it's to give yourself a sense of, is this becoming an intrusive part in my life? And what can I do about it? Um, Danielle, I'd love for you to share a while back inside the membership, we had a live Q&A and someone talked, someone asked about binging. And we talked about when you're in the middle of a binge, what do you do? Like, You realize it. You have this like self-realization for some random reason. You're able to like realize that you're right in the middle of it, right in the thick of it. What would you recommend doing in that moment? Yeah. So I would definitely make a list of the things that you enjoy doing around your house. Um, Maybe if you like walking, you like reading, you like watching YouTube, you like, you know, just have a list ready so that when you're in that moment, you can go to that list and mm-hmm. do something that you actually enjoy doing to take your mind off of it. And although this is just extremely hard to do, mm-hmm. um, like don't get mad at yourself if you just end up binging too, because that's totally okay. And um, just as long as you be mindful about it, I think it's that would be huge. Um, so making that list mm-hmm. of the things that you enjoy doing will really um, help you to get your mind off of it in that moment, because it's just so like um rapid in the moment you're just like not even thinking it's just so mindless so yeah. just taking a minute to mm-hmm. actually realize and put your thoughts together i think is huge and such a great point too, like to actually keep a physical list, whether it's in your phone or in a sheet of paper or somewhere and keep it accessible, easy for you. Because so many times in this, I'm sure that I'm not alone in this. I think I'm going to remember something and I don't. 
a thousand times a day, or I think I know what I want to do, but in the midst of a binge or in the midst of an emotional crisis or whatever, I can't think through a list of things I want to do. I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. But if I have like a physical list to look to and say, what sounds good to me and my body right now, it makes a lot easier. So I love that kind of like prepping beforehand of having something you can turn to, to really pull you out of it and say, okay, this is, this is something I can go actively do to entertain myself, to feel good in my body, to have a win. And like you said, a absolutely no guilt or shame if you end up binging, right. And continue Mm -hmm. to nourish your body. You deserve nourishment always, but also know that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, the more often we're able to stop a binge in its tracks or stop before a binge, the more often we're able to pull ourselves out of that, the, the stronger that muscle becomes. We continue to flex it and work it and it's going to get easier and easier to spot it. And not necessarily that those urges may not come, but also that you're able to identify it early and stop it early, like early intervention, and that's going to become easier. And we see that with everything in our life. But I think with binge eating, would you agree, Danielle, that that's something that over time you get better at? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely happened. It's like a not going to be a straight um, incline of progress. It's going to have the ups and downs. But point mm-hmm. is, you're making progress, you know. Yeah. And I love that visual of like the ups and downs. Like, okay, at first it's going to be huge swings up and downs. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, today was a great day and tomorrow was a bad day. And we don't, of course, want to call things good and bad. But you know what I mean? (laughs) Up and down, right? But over time, I would imagine those swings go lower and lower and less frequent um, until you're, you know, where you're at, where you feel good about (laughs) what is now behind you Mm -hmm. and um, truly knowing and owning that that's part of your story. So yeah, I think also intuitive eating has really been a game changer mm-hmm. in um, helping to degree, decrease the amount of binges that I was having. Um, mm-hmm. Just um, the fact that I don't label foods good or bad was really huge for me because I would so do that like every day in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I would label a brownie bad. I couldn't have it. Yeah. So that made me want it even more, obviously. Uh-huh. But I think intuitive eating and the principles of intuitive eating really correlate with like helping to decrease binges. So Mm -hmm. I highly recommend reading the book. I know you guys always talk about that, but that is huge. (laughs) Yeah, it's huge. Mm -hmm. It's such an amazing tool, you know. Yeah. It really is. That workbook is great too. Yes, it is. I think, yeah, you're right. And there's so many good resources out there. And so I think it's important if you are struggling with binging and eating to seek help, you know, Maybe it is just starting with the book and workbook on your own just to get a feel for the basics. And then if you're still feeling stuck and struggling, reach out to Danielle or reach out to any other registered dietitian who specializes in this so that you can get very um, specific support and guidance during this. And do you want to talk a little bit about your ebook too? Yeah, definitely. So my DMs are always open, first of all. (laughs) But I recently released my binge-free holiday guide. And this would be perfect for you um, if you're struggling with binge eating and especially around the holidays, it's probably Mm -hmm. the hardest for you because it was the hardest for me. I know my binges were so much more worse um, during the holiday season. So this guide really goes into detail um, about how to manage that throughout the holidays and even decrease your binges that you have throughout the holidays. Um, Just about like making time for joyful movement, um, having confidence to um, sit down at a holiday dinner and not have anxiety or feel nervous about the food that's going to be there. 
you know mm-hmm. um just there's a whole bunch on it so i highly recommend you check it out it's completely free obviously yeah so, i um we of course we get to look through and kind of like help her through some of these things and she has done such an incredible job it was perfect from day one was so good it was so so helpful I highly encourage you guys snag it especially if this is just something and you know honestly like even if you don't even consider what you're eating or what you're doing as binges it's just helpful in general to have these really helpful tips going forward with um, binge eating or just even getting started with intuitive eating such helpful stuff in your guide so thank you so much for creating it and it's it's really powerful we will definitely link that below for you guys. Um, And I did just want to touch on, and you kind of talked about this as well, but there's um, a biology factor here, you guys, when we're in that, Mm -hmm. that binge restrict um, cycle, what ends up happening is our biology goes into overdrive. Our body is protecting itself. So sometimes we view binges as these really negative events and, oh, it was so bad. I binged, right? I was so bad. Mm -hmm. This is actually a very protective mechanism built into your body. That's, that's, getting you to survive, to eat enough calories, to protect yourself, whether it's emotionally, physically, you know, if you're dieting and you're not eating enough food, this is your body's way of kicking into overdrive to tell you, Hey, pay attention. Something's going on. So it's actually a very good thing, you know? And I think, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes that mindset flip can be really powerful. I know for me, like fear, when I first learned that fear was a good thing or that pain is a good Mm -hmm. thing, like I actually read this story one time of this woman who had this disorder. She was born with it where she didn't feel pain. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like she didn't feel physical pain. I think she probably still felt emotional pain, but physical pain she didn't feel. And she was actually talking about how scary it is because something could be happening to her body and she would have no idea. Someone could chop off her leg. She wouldn't know. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's terrifying. And so it's actually really good that our body has built in safety mechanisms. There are certain things that are really important. And if we kind of shift our view for what our body is doing for us rather than to us, it can be really powerful. And I think uh, binge eating is a great example of that is actually this is our body waving a flag saying, hey, look over here, there's something going on. How can we fix it? How can we remedy it? And that this is actually a normal response to um, a lot of people, what they have going on. So, a hundred percent. Yeah. When I was um, restricting my calories and would binge at night, that's definitely what was happening. My body was like, hey, I need food. So, I'm going right. to make you eat because you're not doing it on your own. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. We are yep. taking over. Yeah. <laughs> your body's prote- your body's like trying its best to protect itself. And so that's exactly it. Like when you're restricting for so long, at some point your body is saying, I need food. And that's why, you know, a lot of times we feel out of control around food is because we physically, that biological drive is so strong um, because it's our body, you know, its way of protecting itself. So. It's hard to not get mad at our bodies because we feel like (laughs) a lot of times we feel like our bodies are working against us, but really we just, you know, we're not giving our bodies enough grace and we don't, I don't know. I think it's important to remind ourselves that our bodies are doing its best to protect us. It doesn't want the worst for us. And a lot of times just because diet culture thinks one thing that our body should be looking like or doing, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how our body or our body is going to thrive. So, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people say that um, they lack willpower, willpower, mm-hmm. and that's why yeah. they keep binging because yep. they don't have enough willpower to stop. But it's not about that. That's what diet mm-hmm. culture wants us to think. But mm-hmm. just the matter of you're not 
giving your body enough calories not that you don't have willpower just you're not feeding mm-hmm. it enough you know yeah yeah and and I mean what a what a and I say silly in the most compassionate way because I was there too but what a silly thing to like lay claim over like to celebrate like oh I have so much willpower I'm overpowering my body like that is not a good thing to do right like what our bodies are here to protect us with it's who we are. It's part of us. And we need to honor and nourish our bodies, which is what uh, intuitive eating is so powerful doing. So um, I guess I have another question for you. You said intuitive eating has been such a helpful tool for you in moving forward from binge eating. Do you recommend learning intuitive eating right off the bat? Or do you recommend kind of tackling binges first and then moving into intuitive eating? I think you could definitely work intuitive eating right off the bat because so many of the principles will definitely help reduce your binges um that's love that that's going to teach you basically on what's not to do you know because we really don't we aren't educated right now because of diet culture um Mm -hmm. many people think that what they're doing is the right way to do it but it's just not and by learning intuitive eating you'll learn actually the right way and the natural way to go about eating and i feel like that's super important um to learn right from the jump you know i love that And I think that goes kind of with what Brooke and I kind of believe is instead of telling ourselves what not to do, we reach for something to do, right? Like, okay, we get active and proactive in how can we honor our body? How can we learn more? How can we nourish ourselves and, you know, increase our, you know, uh, body image and get, you know, all those sorts of things worked out and you're actually reaching for something rather than just trying to let go of something. It it makes it way easier um, to move from a place of disordered eating to a place of, you know, nourished eating and, and satisfied eating and paying attention to your body and really truly intuitive eating. So I love that you gave that answer. I wasn't sure, but um, I'm so glad to hear that because I, I would guess that's what I would recommend, but I'm not a binge eating specialist for sure. And like I said, my experience with binging is really in just the more, um, I never say this word, right. Colloquial. Did I say it right? Colloquial way of like this is (laughs) just the word yeah (laughs) I could never say it right honestly but um it it basically is just this idea of like I say binge eating I don't mean truly binge eating and we we all do this so um Mm -hmm. it's so good to kind of tease out the differences and everything I think that's all the questions I have Brooke is there anything else you want to talk about otherwise I'd love for Danielle to tell our listeners where to find more about her yeah yeah I think that you have a lot of great content like on your Instagram and your email list and you have Facebook group. So I think if this is something that um, listeners are struggling with right now, I think you have a lot of great free resources for them to kind of start with if you want to share those. I do definitely. Yeah. Yeah, So I have a whole bunch of free content on my Instagram. Um, I post a whole lot and I also have a free Facebook support group. Wait, give us your Instagram handle. My Instagram handle is bingefree.rd on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We'll link it all down below. Thanks. Um, My Facebook support group is called Nutrition Made Simple Support Group. And yeah, those are my two main um, platforms for my free content. And also my emailing list would be in the link of my bio on Instagram. So if you want to join that, that'd be awesome. I have emails every Monday. So just a little inspo and tips on how to reduce binges and all that good stuff. 
Yeah. So much good stuff in there. So much good content from you and still in school. So you're still learning so much. I think like that is so powerful. Um, as RDs, we are required to get, you know, continuing education, which is fantastic, but it's so, so powerful that you're learning all this in school right now. You are in the thick of it, in the research Mm -hmm. of it, practicing it. Um, something that Brooke and I have talked very openly on this podcast that we didn't learn a lot of this stuff till after college and gosh, what a waste. So I think it's really amazing that you're learning all this now. Um, what a powerful place you're coming from. So truly a wealth of knowledge over here. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, (laughs) Such a good conversation. Binge eating is like a whole thing in and of itself. Right. And I think we did a good job covering it and giving some good tips. Um, I hope you guys feel the same way. I hope you're walking away with something really tangible and helpful. And we're going to link all the things down below to get in contact with Danielle um, and make sure you are following all the things she's doing. Thanks so Looking much. Looking forward to hearing Woo-hoo. you guys and yeah. um, educating you. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Always. Thank you. Always, you guys. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap on this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we will see you next week. See you later. 